Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, the innovator of violence, the landlord of the House of Hardcore, and the heart and soul of professional wrestling, Tommy Dreamer and I go all in on AEW Dynamite and the way it started with AEW owner and president, Tony Khan making the huge announcement that he has purchased ROH Ring of Honor. What are the ramifications? Where does it go? We talk about it right now on the Busted Open podcast. Also, we talk to Switchblade, Jay White, right now on the Busted Open podcast. If you're a wrestling fan, you got to be excited for what happened yesterday, for what's going to happen on Sunday, what's going to happen on Saturday? We got to get into that as well. And also, Tommy, uh, the show that we have in store for the nation today. So I am happy on all levels on a Thursday edition of Busted Open. Well, we have a few things to talk about, I would guess. Uh, big news coming out of Dynamite. Uh, and as I put out there on the old Twitter, it was a massive announcement by Tony Khan. He has not failed to deliver every single time. Uh, we have an owner that loves professional wrestling and uh, now he is hardcore. He owns them both. <laughs> I love it. And you're absolutely right. And it, it feels like for me and you know, we're going to open up the phones. Cause like you said, Tommy, this is going to be a major topic all show long. I mean, we also have some amazing guests as well, really quick, uh, uh, coming up today on a very special Thursday edition of Busted Open, one half of your Raw Tag Team Champions, Otis, is going to join us this morning, Tommy. Looking forward to that. My man, Otis. Can't wait to see him, too. Otis is going to be joining us today uh, for a first time ever here on Busted Open. Switchblade Jay White is going to join us this morning. An incredible performer who, on his own level, just changed the game for the Bullet Club. It's in shambles with one yes. one little action. And we may have to ask him about what's the future of the Bullet Club, especially after his actions uh, at No Surrender. And then, Tommy, uh, we're going to keep it real with Renee Paquette as well on a Thursday edition of Busted Open. Look forward to hearing from Renee. Plus, uh, I mean, she's she's uh, in there with uh, Moxley and that whole, so maybe get some insider scoop on what's going on. 
I know it's going to be interesting, but what is even more interesting is what you just started with Tommy. What took place last night on dynamite to open the show. We closed our show yesterday talking to Tony Khan. They open up dynamite with Tony Schiavone and Tony Khan and Tony Khan making the announcement. Like he said on our show, major announcement that he now owns ROH ring of honor. When Tony said that he was going to do it, uh, on the air and I was like wow this is really the first time he's going to be on the air as the owner I know he always goes out and if you've ever attended an AEW event he goes out there and he thanks the people Um, so I knew it was big I didn't know what it was I had my speculation and when he dropped that bomb it was uh, it was big And, and I've known Ring of Honor has been on the market for a while I know a, a couple of people who have inquired and it was it's really going to be industry changing because don't know if that company was going to survive. Don't know the direction. We still don't know what he's going to do with it. And I'm sure he'll uh, speak for himself and say what he's going to do. But he has a massive, massive roster. He also now has acquired a very, very large library, 20 years. Uh, I know he has, in the short time, acquired a lot of content within his own company with Dark, Elevation, all all the other stuff. So uh, it really can help. And, And if you think about wrestling or if you think about what Ring of Honor was, it came out of necessity. So did AEW because wrestling fans wanted a a different option. If you look at what AEW has now, there's a lot of wrestlers fighting for airtime. And there's a lot of younger wrestlers that sometimes have lost that airtime just simply because there's not enough space. And now if they, excuse me, run a wrestling program, even if it's another hour, it's another hour where you're going to get space. Another hour where you're going to get TV time. And we were talking about it with NXT. It's where you're going to get more reps, more reps in front of live crowds. Think of this. You could literally, AEW does four shows a year. You can now do four more Ring of Honor shows. You could also do super shows. If this brand continues, there's so much growth for the industry as well as the company. Agreed. And for me, um, a void was filled for me as a wrestling fan because of Ring of Honor, because you're absolutely right. You know, when Ring of Honor came in in the early 2000s, you know, ECW, WCW was was off the grid and it was really just the WWE. And I think a lot of fans needed something to whet their pro wrestling appetite. Ring of Honor did that. And it did it. They did it in such an organic way. We just had Samoa Joe as a special guest host. Samoa Joe was one of the early stars of Ring of Honor. We saw obviously last night on Dynamite, Brian Danielson and Christopher Daniels and CM Punk. You know, these are all names. You know, we could go through a laundry list of names from, you know, Seth Rollins and onward in the WWE that were once part of Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor was, is a big part of my fandom, Tommy. And listen, Bully and I talked about it when Ring of Honor went on hiatus, how there was a void for a lot of fans. Um, 
And now that void has been filled. And I think the future is bright for Ring of Honor. Whatever this future is going to be, Tommy, we don't know exactly what it's going to be. But it's got to be better than the alternative. Uh, Ring of Honor on Sinclair, it was a dead product. I know for myself in New Jersey, I got it occasionally at 1 o'clock in the morning, you know, on Stadium or Nesson. And then even then it would get, you know, blocked by a late soccer game or a West Coast hockey games press conference after the game. And half the time it wouldn't even be on. It would be preempted. So I wasn't even able to watch Ring of Honor. You know, we thought when it went to Sinclair and Sinclair bought Ring of Honor that, boy, this is really going to help them on a national level. It did exactly the opposite. So whatever Tony Khan, his plan is for Ring of Honor has got to be better than the last few years before Ring of Honor went on hiatus. When you look at companies, WCW, WWF, ECW, I really kind of always step back and look at the broader scope of things. The broader scope of ECW was we were a developmental system for the industry. And most wrestlers cut their teeth there or there were, it was a transition gap for wrestlers to either change their gimmick, prove that they're a draw and go back elsewhere. When I'm talking about wrestlers cutting their teeth, though they were in, you know, New Japan, and I'm talking about Benoit, Malenko, Guerrero, but they were unknowns in the States, except for the hard, hardcore wrestling fans. This again, internet's not really around. So they got to, master their craft and then use it to go to WCW. And then after WCW, use it to go to WWE. You look at Cactus Jack was not happy, came to ECW, did so much great business for us. And then mankind, because he didn't fit that mode of a WWE superstar. Mm -hmm. Hey, there was this one guy, Stone Cold Steve Austin, who got fired from WCW, cut promos in ECW and then was able to go to the WWE and his story was told Chris Jericho, Lance storm. The, the list goes on and on Taz, the Dudleys, Rob Van Dam. So that's what that company really was and blessed to be a part of it. That void goes away when the industry kind of falls. Here comes ring of honor. Same thing. It became an alternative product for the fans, but then a breeding ground for the business. And you named all those wrestlers that, you know, came from Ring of Honor that we're still watching on television today. Yep. And, and the business needs that. I would always tell people, wrestlers, like, hey, what if I'm looking at the industry, now it's going to be different. But I would say, hey, go to Ring of Honor. If Impact doesn't want you, go to Ring of Honor. And then it should be Ring of Honor, Impact, AEW or WWE, because that's what it is. WWE has tried to start their own alternative with NXT and they had signed everybody at one point. That's not happening. AEW has that now. And now this is a good place to get fans interested in an in alternative product. And if, if Tony's behind it, it'll be great because he loved ring of honor. He's talked about it and it will be beneficial. What do we talk about with NXT? Those takeovers. Yeah. You could run television, but then it always went to those takeovers of big ass arenas. You now have that option. Just like you're doing AEW darks, 
you now can do an hour of television before uh, AEW for Ring of Honor. All it is is changing posts and have different storylines. That's what WWE's version of ECW was. So it'll be interesting to see uh, if it's, you know, going to be a touring brand. But for now, it's it's giving hope. He's everybody will be free agents. I don't know if they're, you know, if he just acquired it today. Don't know what that means with contracts because we've seen this before in wrestling when WCW was purchased, and some guys will 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 still be getting paid by Ring of Honor up until a certain point. And I think that certain point was WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And then after that, everybody's wide open. There's going to be free agents. Tony could hire whoever he wants and other people. Uh, then it's time to fend for yourself. And also management wise, you don't know. I'm sure there will be a lot, a lot of people who want to still be in charge, but you, when you have a complete change of the guard, I mean, we see this all the time with ownership uh, I'll use the Mets, for example. They got rid of everybody because you don't want those ties with the company. So it would be interesting time. But, I mean, it always, uh, I, you know, an impact dealing with honor no more. A lot of talented, talented wrestlers. And, you know, there could be more people joining that group. Or now it's, oh, crap, look what just happened. We better start <laughs> signing guys because we don't want to lose them. Yeah, it's 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 an interesting time, and it's it's interesting too what you just said when it comes to hey, when a new regime comes in, a new owner, they usually clean house and start all over. I don't know if that's going to be the case with Ring of Honor because we just talked to Tony yesterday, and 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 by the way, Tommy, a lot of people loved our segment with Tony Khan yesterday because Tony wasn't just promoting dynamite. We got into a little bit of story time with Tony Khan as well because he's such a fan because he appreciates pro wrestling and understands the history. I think he understands the history of Ring of Honor. Um, you know, somebody who's been on this show many times, Carrie Silken, you know, who's uh, you know, former owner of Ring of Honor, ambassador for Ring of Honor. Um, I, I'm sure that a Tony Khan understands what he meant to the company and somehow finds a place for him there. Um, Ian Riccoboni, who I think does a great job as the voice for Ring of Honor. I hope that that continues, whatever this new thing is going to be for Ring of Honor moving forward. Bobby Cruz, who I think is one of, if not the best ring announcer out there, who right now is not being used. I hope he's a part of whatever this new Ring of Honor is going to be. And and if if I had to, you know talk to Tony Khan's ear, talking to his ear about any of these things, I would, because I think they're a piece of the history of Ring of Honor. And Tommy, I think moving forward, you need a little piece of the history moving forward for Ring of Honor as well. Yes, you you do. Uh, I agree with a lot of that assessment. Then it's also, do they represent a brand that, like you said, was a dead brand? And then if it looks like it's still this dead brand, will it still be that dead brand? And it has nothing to do with those people that you mentioned. A lot of, you know, that, hey, listen, I could go back and there are still people who talk about the demise of WCW, the demise of ECW, you know, and Ring of Honor was almost that dem- demise. They got the biggest lifeline that company needed. And hopefully it, it continues to be a strong strong representation in the industry 
Uh, and I think it will because of the guy who's now owning it. And yeah. mismanagement has been key to all those business failures. Uh, we had a long conversation yesterday, Tommy, about NXT and how NXT is no longer going after independent talent. They're going for athletes from other sports, bringing them into the performance center and teaching them how to be pro wrestlers. If you look at the old black and gold brand of NXT, a good portion of that brand was built with Ring of Honor talent. In a lot of ways, it was WWE's answer to Ring of Honor. I'm very, very interested what Ring of Honor is going to mean to the future of AEW. This all goes back to contracts. When you acquire something, does it mean your syndication is still going to be there the bet listen when you have if you're starting a wrestling company and, and trust me i tried to start a wrestling company and came close but realized eh, i don't know if this is going to happen for me because i just don't want to be an independent wrestling company you need to have television sinclair had the television you need to know that every we all know this every monday night at eight o'clock i'm going to tune in to monday night raw you need to have that branded time slot so people could tune in, not this roaming time slot. Yeah. As crappy as EC, uh, ECW's television was, people still to this day tell me, I knew I used to watch you in bars on a Madison Square Garden network at 1 o'clock or 2 o'clock in the morning. And they knew that time slot because in New York, that's when we aired. In Florida, we aired in another time. In, in Philadelphia, we aired at another time. But at least the, it wasn't a changing, roving spot. There's people, I don't get Ring of Honor television or my cable system, but there would be people who'd be like, Yeah, I was watching Ring of Honor. And then I went to tune in the next week and it wasn't there, just like you said. Yeah. So you can't have a roaming time slot if that's how this company is going to be successful. Now, you have already a, success, a successful brand. I mean, honestly, you could go Rampage Live and Ring of Honor Live back to back Friday nights. You can, uh, there's two nights that I feel would be open for wrestling. Uh, one would be Thursdays on a national level, even though Impact is on Thursdays or Tuesdays. Tuesdays would be a hell of a double Stone Cold Steve Austin F you to NXT if. We start seeing Ring of Honor on a Tuesday. Wow! So. Wait, wait. Put up. What, what, what's Dave just Hold rebooted? On. I just rebooted there. Imagine that we have. He pulled his head back and to the left. Wow! Like that imagine was... that though. You had AEW go head to head with NXT, soundly defeat NXT, and then imagine having Ring of Honor go head to head with NXT on a Tuesday night. Again, we're, we're, we're speaking way ahead of ourselves. We don't know what's going to happen here, but those are the types of thoughts that go into wrestling fans' minds. And if I'm booking that, Keith Lee's on that show. Um, Adam Cole and his group are on that. Everybody who was part of NXT, I literally put on their show, on that first show, and go, da, 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 double the fingers to you. Wow. I mean, Tommy, uh, one thing that we've talked about with AEW is the fact that they have a lot of talent and not a lot of TV time. So this will be an answer to a lot of the problems that they have for not finding a place for so many components of that roster. Yeah. 
just like I said, think, think of two. You talked about there's a nostalgia factor. There's a, there's a callback to the what the brand was. You can have Brian Danielson, CM Punk, um, Christopher Daniels, Frankie Kazarian, Samoa Joe, all in one space. All these guys who cut their teeth in early, early Ring of Honor. You also have Jay Lethal. You have so many people who really uh, did good business there, could come back. Man, that first show, I'll be booking that. Tony, I'm going to be your assistant booker. Um, it would just be off the charts. Could you imagine Samoa Joe as the commentator? Oh, yeah. It would It would be. He, he would know the product better than anybody else. Um, think of think of the famous pipe bomb with CM Punk. He referenced Ring of Honor. Yep. And it got people buzzing. I mean, the best part about Ring of Honor, where they caught the most buzz, was for their last show. And hey, we don't know what's going on. WrestleMania, their Super Card of Honor looks pretty good, pretty stacked. And then now their first TV taping is April 10th, I believe, at the arena. That's going to be. Who's not going to want to be part of that first new? Because it's a new, a new regime. And, and it's crazy to think about it. We're we're close a month. We're a month away from the three year anniversary of Ring of Honor's show at a sold out Madison Square Garden. Think about the journey of Ring of Honor the last three years. You're at the high of highs, selling out Madison Square Garden, and then the pandemic hits. You're off. Uh, they they did a great job of taking care of their employees during the pandemic, and then they had all those shows and in, in front of no crowd. They just were never able to get back on track, and then going on hiatus. I can understand like a Kerry Silken being on cloud nine, hearing about this announcement, and that tells you something that a lot of this old regime of Ring of Honor couldn't be more happy the fact that they know that somebody like Tony Khan is the new owner of this promotion. Yeah, uh, it, he's a wrestling fan. He he purchased it. Not if WWE was going to purchase it, they were just going to purchase it for the library and see yes, you later. Agreed. They had that opportunity many times, decided not to. So, uh, you know, sometimes WWE sits and waits, and it's well, I could just pick it up in the scrap heap for pennies on the dollar, just like they did with WCW, just like they did with ECW, and just like they did with every single library that's out there. Think of the best ofs alone that you can do or the documentaries, which is a big thing in the wrestling industry right now that you could do with so many competitors. I know it's, it's and the it's funny exciting. part about it is the WWE, you could still talk about it, but it won't be the main discussion of the conversation as opposed to a WWE documentary. Hear what's happening around the globe on world of basketball. Scott Morrison, the coach of Perth. What are the things you took away from Brad Stevens? The other day, I was looking for a full court, kind of late clock play. He said, uh, look up 2010 Butler versus Stanford first half. I think we ran this, this, and this. Sure enough, I got on Synergy and found the game, and it was exactly as he as he described it. New episodes of World of Basketball, hosted by Brad Fraschilla, are released Thursdays on the SiriusXM app and wherever you get your podcasts. Looking for a new show to dive into? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. 
Like the full season of FX's epic limited series Shogun, FX's new international spy thriller The Veil, starring Emmy and Golden Globe winner Elizabeth Moss. And don't miss the all-new crime series Under the Bridge, inspired by shocking true events and starring Riley Keough and Lily Gladstone. It's all new, and it's streaming now on Hulu. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. One of the greatest pro wrestlers right now on the planet, Switchblade, Jay White. Jay, good morning and thanks for the time today. Yeah, thank you for having me. I think, yeah, that uh, that maybe we may differ on with there's a maybe in there, but, I'll, you know, each to their own opinion, I guess. Huh? You know, Americans, we have our ways with words. <laughs> uh, I got to tell you, man, last pay-per-view, you and Eric Young, I know you don't know Dave that well, but he's a little crazy, and he has lists that he laminates. Yes. Uh, and his top 10 matches, and he texts me, what an amazing match that you and Eric Young had. And he's like, I think I have to go to my list and reassess it, which means he has to make a whole new list, a whole new laminated list. Uh, you versus Eric Young was probably in one, might be in his top 10 now of all time matches. Well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not surprised. You got myself in the ring there. And then when you have a guy like Eric Young, look, Nobody, including myself, ever questions Eric Young's ability or what he can do in the ring or if he can still go. The only, the only downside to that night for him is that he couldn't quite win. But if he's in there with me, that's kind of how it's going to go. But Dave, I guess you have good taste in and, and Jay, I mean, you seem to be a little picky, though, with, with certain things because judging by what happened um, at No Surrender uh, with the Bullet Club, uh, maybe there might mm. be some changes going on with the bullet club right now. Yeah, there's, there's big changes going on. I spoke to somebody else about this uh, recently and they said how Tom has been there from the start, but 
I don't really care about that, whether you've been there from the start or not. We're looking to go forward, not go backwards. And if it really matters to have somebody from the start, we've still got Farley and now obviously welcoming back Carl Anderson as well, one of the other OGs and a guy that can actually say that he's one half of the best tag team in the world. Look, Tama and Tungaloa, they were trying to say that, but end of last year, they couldn't even win tag league. They couldn't even get the belts. So, hey, they're out. Good brothers. Welcome on back. You look at the global ramifications of what you did. It really was the shot heard globally around the world because I couldn't believe the social media um, interactions that you turning on the club and everybody was so pissed. They were like, man, what a great show, except for what you did. And it, Dave and I had talked about how popular the Bullet Club was. And because of COVID, everything, we, you know, a lot of fans, we can't experience, you know, New Japan like we want. And, and we have pieces of it in Impact Wrestling. But, man, it was just like you really did put Bullet Club uh, topsy-turvy. Yeah, well, for a while now, you know, people have people have been expecting something along these lines. People have thrown out, thrown around the term civil war when it comes to Bullet Club. A couple of years ago, you had guys like Tama Tonga and Tangaloa and their father, the legend Haku. They came out and laid waste to guys like Kenny, I think the Young Bucks and Cody and stuff. So there's history there with those guys. I wasn't quite a part of it, but since then, there's been stuff boiling with Bullet Club and Fans and wrestlers alike have, have been waiting for something to happen and never quite did until you inject myself into the situation because I'm the catalyst to everything meaningful that happens in professional wrestling. I said this recently. You wouldn't have the dream team of Tanahashi no Okada without Jay White. We wouldn't have sold out Madison Square Garden without Jay White. And Bullet Club wouldn't be back on top and prominent amongst Impact, New Japan, and AEW without Jay White either catalyst of professional wrestling right there Tommy I like it you should trademark it before someone else does probably a good idea but you could also and and this is something that's mentioned as well even here on busted open and you know Tony Khan mentions that forbidden door and the one person it's not so forbidden anymore I don't think I feel like we need to maybe coin a new term for it Uh, I don't know if the door really suffices so but I don't think there's anything too forbidden about it anymore. Yeah, and you've kind of worn out the mat going in and out you know, through that. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Not just myself <laughs> either. There's been other guys now. So, uh, um, yeah, I feel like we could probably start to hopefully expect a lot more traffic, go- traffic going through that uh, not-so-forbidden door. And when you look at it, New Japan, AEW, Impact Wrestling, you've been a part of of all these companies throughout a very tough time. You know, we, you know, we've gone through uh, this pandemic and now more doors are opening, more travel is opening up and you're taking advantage of this situation probably more than anybody else. What has this journey been like for you? Yeah, it's been, uh, I mean, it's a rocky one like it has been for everybody because you just have to adapt to everything that's out of your control, which, you know, it's unfortunate, but, uh, I know for a lot of people, it feels like there's a light at the end of the tunnel now that, you know, they can see. Um, and yeah, you just kind of had to adapt to it in, in terms of the traveling stuff. I feel like that's going to hopefully get back to normal soon. And, and in terms of myself taking advantage of it, I saw how things were going in Japan with New Japan. And then I saw the opportunities that we had over here in the United States and the opportunities for what we could do with Strong. So I kind of had to, kind of had to, uh, I don't know, 
put my feet in the ground and, and kind of say like, no, this is where I, I can see the opportunities coming is over in the States and, and we're strong. And obviously then now that's, that's gone over to impact and, and AEW, but that's all come from that belief that, you know, we could adapt to, to all the circumstances from this pandemic and we can, uh, give a bit of extra attention to uh, New Japan and the States and, and help grow that. So I think, uh, I think we've done a pretty damn good job with that. Um, I had told you, cause I, I was with you right after you showed up in AEW. I was blown away with that whole segment when they just saw your jacket and they reacted. And it reminded me of the attitude era where we're watching something on the big screen. And then the, the people, go nuts and they had they weren't 100 percent sure it was a rumbling and then when you turned and we saw your face it was just like whoa and, and obviously there's some different things going on in aew but you got this amazing star reaction was that a surprise to you and not because i mean you, you've done so much but you being in on national television in the states did that surprise you at all or no it, it did a little bit, you know, and, and, I, and I get where you're getting at with the question, though. It doesn't, it doesn't surprise me in the sense that I know my own worth, but it does a little bit in the sense that I just had no idea what the reaction would be to, to such a, uh, to bigger, to a bigger, more mainstream audience. Um, you know, whether they were, whether they loved me from the start or not, that, um, that doesn't bother me because I know, you know, I, I know uh, over time uh, people are going to realize my ability and stuff. That's kind of been how it is from the start. When I came back to New Japan, people thought I was put in a position I should have been. You can argue about that all day, but what you can't argue is that where I am now, you know, uh, I was right about that. Um, and so in terms of that reaction, yeah, it was a little surprising, you know, uh, but in a good way because, because like I said, I just had nothing to go off in terms of gauging what an audience of that size, you know, whether they would even know me or how would they feel about it. With uh, coming up this Saturday at Sacrifice, you're taking on Alex Shelley, a guy who was uh, an Impact original, uh, an amazing in-ring yeah. performer. But you also yeah. have a, a personal history with Alex. Yeah, we. Uh, so he was actually my debut match in New Japan Pro Wrestling when I was a uh, when I got there as a young boy, 2015. I want to say it was January 28th was my first match there, and it ended up being it wasn't meant to be there. It was meant to be with another uh, young lion, I believe. But there was some flight issues, and it ended up being me one on one with Alex Shelley. And uh, I think since that since that first match, you know, we kind of we kind of bonded since then. He helped me out a lot in Japan, and when uh, New Japan sent me over to the States to Ring of Honor for on excursion, uh, I ended up living with with Alex Shelley for the better part of probably about a year or so. So, uh, yeah, he taught me a lot. You know, um, being on the road with him was great. You know, we'd go and go and train together, things like that. Uh, he's got a wealth of knowledge, as you know, as everybody knows. Um, and it was really interesting to see, you know, kind of since then, since getting close to him and years since how many people he's inspired wrestling wise as well and kind of how many people's careers that he's uh inadvertently touched i don't think he would realize that himself i'm sure he'd be he'd be humbled to know that um so it almost makes it a little bit sad that this saturday that you know i kind of got to take out another one of everybody's heroes and an old mentor of mine but hey it's always business in that ring for me so won't be any difficulties on my behalf uh, Jay, we we opened up the show uh, or this segment talking about the match you had with Eric Young at the last pay-per-view for Impact Wrestling. Uh, you've had so many tremendous matches. Okada, Tanahashi, Kenny Omega, the match with Ibushi at Wrestle Kingdom 15. Is there one match for you that stands above all the others? Uh, 
I don't know if you can really ever cap beating the ace of New Japan for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. So I think that for me and uh, New Beginning 2019 in Osaka, people, some people call it the switchblade shock over there. As I said, there's no shock to it at all, but I think beating Tanahashi for that championship, would, you can't really cap that. Jay, you're uh, way more talented a professional wrestler than I ever was, even in my prime. Um, have you ever, because I have against Raven, have you ever used an actual switchblade in your match? Uh, no, I haven't. So I think you'll uh, you'll probably hold that one uh, over me, and uh, I don't think I'll be able to, you know, even score on that either these days. A fan in Orlando, Florida, gave it to me, and I just went right across his forehead, coast to coast. EC. Well, luckily, I'm a little bit yeah. smarter than that. Right? <laughs> yeah, please, Jay. You don't need you don't need to advert to those tactics in the ring. No, at no, all. that's okay. Yeah, I can get the job done without having to risk. Uh, Myself getting stabbed. Uh, sacrifice oh, coming up on Saturday, uh, as we talked about the match that you have with Alex Shelley. But it's always, you know, Impact Wrestling always brings it uh, coming up on Saturday. It's available on Impact Plus, also available on Fight TV. Jay, I mean, this is the first time that you've been here on Busted Open. I hope you make it a habit because we love having you here on the show. We talk about you all the time. So this has been a, a real pleasure having you on this morning. Uh, I, I like that you guys love talking about me, but I'm not sure if the top of my list of fun things to do is to take the time out when it's beautiful here in Florida and to sit to talk to people and in interviews about wrestling. But we'll see if we can make it happen again. I like it. I, I'll take I Tommy, I'll take it. I don't know if that was a ringing endorsement, but I'll take it, Tommy. Hey, it's more than most people get. Most people wouldn't even get me uh, willing to do another one. So, I take it as a compliment, guys. I was going to say, I, I'm, I'm getting to know him pretty well. So, yeah, you got to take that. I don't think he's going to ask you to come over. You're going to be in Florida this weekend. He's not going to ask you to come sit poolside. But, hey, we're working. Not. Hey, who knows? You know, could be a start of a you know, nice, fruitful relationship. I have a feeling if I showed up at Jay White's house and rang the doorbell, he wouldn't be answering the door. That's just a guess from me. But, Jay, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. All right. Chess in. All right. Again, Sacrifice coming up on Saturday, available on Impact Plus and Fight TV. Switchblade Jay White. Uh, Tommy, he keeps the world of wrestling abuzz. There's no doubt about it. He's one of those top guys and got that it factor in this industry yep. and you never know what he's going to do next. And I'm happy that we're uh, witnessing this era uh, here, uh, like I said, globally, but on national television and impact and AEW, he's a star, man. And if you could put on your resume that, like he said, you beat the ace, Tanahaji, to me, one of the greatest ever, uh, to, that's, that's something that makes you one of the greatest ever. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The producer is Gabby Laspisa. The associate producer is Andre Viola. Sound design by Mary Bailon. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Mother Marissa, Marissa Rivas. At KPMG, our people make the difference. It's not just something we say, it's what we do. Combining the power of people and technology, we uncover brighter insights, innovate bolder solutions, and create better data-driven outcomes. KPMG, make the difference. 
The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.